people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Hello, you are listening to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Out Loud Radio Network. Once again, we are spreading the truth and accurate information to Americans and all who are willing to listen. And I want to thank Malcolm for this uh, America Out Loud Radio Network. And you know, all of my uh, talk shows go to podcasts the following day on Spotify, Stitcher, etc. And before I get going today, um, so much going on around us, and I want to Thank you for joining this segment. Um, I just want to remind you about my substack. It's called Alexander COVID News. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R-C-O-V-I-D News, Alexander COVID News. And also um, my book, Presidential Takedown. You can get it on Barnes & Noble and Amazon. So as I begin today, there are a lot of very interesting uh, stories out there. One of them, I think, um, that's... Uh, is putting on to us. I mean, not just COVID, 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 like we're insane. We, we, we're trying to balance. And and I'm more of a political person and a historian than actual academic scientist. I think you might have figured figured that out, you know. There's a major story right now on, um, on Drudge where half of Americans worry that their deposits are unsafe and Drudge is citing banks like Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, J.P. Morgan, Morgan Stanley, Citibank, even Bank of America, uh, where these banks are stressed, they're under financial stress, and this crisis, you know, has expanded. And, you know, uh, the reality about it is that uh, the turbulence in the U.S. banking system, more than half, the recent data survey, I think yesterday, feel that their money is threatening the banks, and uh, they're concerned about their funds, and... Um, you know, we have a lot of issues right now with, 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 with the recent banking failure. And uh, it's up, we have to see how the Fed, etc., how they really manage this crisis, because it could be a problem. And, you know, we are worried about it. So, you know, that is something that I wanted to bring up to you because, because I know you could be stressed about this situation. Something I wanted to talk about is a, is a recent flurry of photos of Bill Gates with Jeffrey Epstein, as well as other major, major players. And that's something that I think that, um, that, that we can't just um, discount, you know, because why would uh, these people, these high-level people, be in these uh, videos with, um, Bill Ga- with, with uh, Jeffrey Epstein? You know, it's almost like um, people like Woody Allen, <clears throat> um, Lawrence Summers, former Treasury Secretary of the United States, etc. And, uh, you know, it's almost like a quid pro quo. And the question is, what is the quid and what is the quo? Now, we know the quo, you know, quid pro quo is something for something. 
And we know Jeffrey Epstein and uh, his madam, they were in the business of trafficking young girls on the age sex, seemingly to adult men. Some of the pictures emerging suggest women too. So there's a lot of kinky, well, it was illegal to begin with, but a lot of kinky illegality. So were all of these men buying sex? Were all of these men going on the Lolita Express for sex from underage girls? I mean, that black book from, from Giselle Maxwell, I believe is her name, has some very important information. That's one of the most sought after books. We can't seem to put our hands on the book, or we can't seem to get the content of the book. But it's a very, very important book because it seems that there were much deeper relationships between um, prominent people in America, high society, Ehud, Barack, etc., and this Jeffrey Epstein. So it's not something that we could just slop off under the carpet. So I wanted to bring that to you. There's a story still on the news about Jamie Foxx, you know, that comedian. And I mean, I'm, I'm slipping, slipping back and forth between COVID and politics. Jamie Foxx is still hospitalized because, as the news mentioned, it's an emergency. This is the third week. But it's very cryptic. They're not giving us any information. And it's leaving us to wonder. When you look at his profile, he was one of those out front forcing and calling for vaccines for everyone. <clears throat> the COVID shot, he was vaccinated through his eyeballs. So the question is, is this due to the vaccine? Did Jamie Foxx suffer any medical emergency, let's say vaccine-induced myocarditis, due to the shots? And is are they being tight-lipped and being uh, disingenuous and not telling us the truth? Because that would be really wrong of them to be doing us this at this time. Because we really want the truth. We want the truth to be told to us for our own informed decision making. Because everything in America is a lie right now. Everything that was done in COVID. And what COVID really told us is that if the government lied on everything to do with COVID, lockdowns, masks, the virus, the vaccine, every single thing, then they lie on every part of government. And that's why when Cheryl Atterson, that, uh, do you remember she was the media person who found that while she was in front of a computer, some outside forces had taken control of a computer and she could see the cursor moving and the person's typing. And a, a report that she was writing, I believe she was in the Obama administration era, a report she was writing over something bad that Obama did, his administration, they were actually erasing what she wrote and writing a more favorable account. But while she was sitting there watching it, and she taped it, I believe, with her phone or with some device, and you can see she had no touch of her computer, yet people were typing on it. And you can see it on the screen what they were doing, erasing this, adding that, saving this, all sorts of crazy stuff. She did, they did a survey. She just reported that two-thirds of Americans say that um, there's a two-tier justice system in America and that it favors Democrats, period. They're not even um, questioning it. They can see it. That's a very, very troubling survey by Cheryl. 
so that is something that um that I also wanted to bring to bring to the forefront. You know, right now, <clears throat> not staying too much with COVID in this segment. You know, there's this thing on the news right now with this drone, one or two drones that were shot down by the Russian. Uh, I don't know, maybe Spetsnaz or those high high-level troops at the top of one of those Kremlin dome buildings. I mean, you need to wrap your head around what we're talking about here. Russia is saying that Ukraine tried to assassinate Putin with these drones. And the, the Russian military just shot him out in the sky. Well, you saw it also, right? But this is not a simple thing. Think about what we just witnessed there. And now Putin and the former Prime Minister President Medvedev, if you remember him, he came out and said, this, this deserves complete, full, full response. What does that mean? Well, in, for me, I'm not a military expert, but that's code word for um, a nuclear attack. And you see, this is the thing. I mean, I don't know who you are listening, but I'll be blunt. One year ago, Russia could have removed Ukraine from the face of this earth in five minutes. It could have reduced Ukraine to cinders. I never understood what Putin was doing. No, am I to understand it, and I don't care. Ukraine has nothing to do with me. I'm not interested in Ukraine. Never was, never will. It's the most corrupted nation behind places like Nigeria and Nepal. And I know all those countries had some work relations with several. Corrupted. They're all corrupted. All of that military money you see they're sending, that, that's the going in the pocket of you. Zelensky and these crooks, these criminals. They prefer to destroy their, because that's what Russia is doing. If Putin wanted tonight, he could vaporize Ukraine. So I don't know if to him it was this slow grind and he just melting Ukraine down to rubble. I don't, I don't know. What I do know is the United States, there was a report about three weeks ago, the United States had, I, I think, 14 special forces in Ukraine. They're not there to cook food. They're, they're in the war. In other words, I'm trying to tell you, this is really a war between the United States and Russia for true Ukraine. This is a very dangerous situation. And I'm telling you, I'd sleep with my eyes when I open around Putin. I don't trust him. America to me is the greatest nation. I'll defend America. I'll defend Canada too. Actually, I'll defend also my place of birth in the Caribbean. But what I'm trying to tell you is, I, I give praise to Putin for the composure and the calm because he's been really being attacked by the United States. And he's not responded to the United States, which I'm happy for and thankful because I don't want to shed any of our Western blood or treasure. But like we have no control over it. The Biden administration, these mad ass, sorry, sorry, uh, Malcolm, these mad people in the State Department, these frat boys and girls, they can't even go into the urinal and piss straight. They're still probably sucking milk from their mother's breasts. Yet they have us ensconced in a neocon liberal war, neoliberal war. We are careening towards World War III. Careening. Like you can't stop. And you have to praise Putin. One year ago, if, if I was Putin, if I was Vladimir Putin, I'm saying it bluntly, yeah, I'm somebody who will lay my life down for America. 
But if I was Vladimir Putin one year ago, if I was really going to war, I'd unleash hell on Ukraine and destroy it complete. If that was what we were doing, I don't want nobody to die. I thought this was wrong in the beginning. Every, every one person that died on either side, I don't like war. So you have to understand the guy has been, and the guy has been patient with America too. Because America is sending all sorts of arms and military to Ukraine. He could have responded and he might respond and we don't want that. Because this is mutually assured destruction and now Biden and they have flipped Russia to China. Now Russia and China in bed together. Right? So, so the issue is how serious this is right now for us. And <clears throat> we are waiting. It seems that Russia now is probably going to respond in some way. Think about what I'm asking you next. How would you feel as an American if tonight you found out some foreign country flew two drones deep into America airspace, deep into Washington, right into the Capitol, over the Capitol building, the Congress, or the White House, trying to assassinate our president. I am not a Democrat, but I want nobody to harm Biden. And if you try to harm Biden, I want you to be hung, destroyed. If a country was behind trying to harm Biden, I want them nuclear destruction, vaporize them. So we could just be involved with Ukraine trying to assassinate Putin and Putin just to say, well, you know, they tried to assassinate me and they didn't get through. So would you be upset if you responded? That's my question. We can't, we can't live a life thinking that because it's our government doing this, our military, that we must automatically approve. I don't approve of anything they're doing right now in terms of the Ukraine situation. I don't approve of one tax dollar that this beast Zelensky and his people, the crooked people get. None. Zero. It has nothing to do with us. Right? So, so the issue is, I think it's a very troubling, troubling time right now. And there are many things I want to talk about today. And I just started, um, you know, particularly the situation with, uh, you must never forget ever what was done to our parents and grandparents in those, in those uh, hospitals by the medical system. We lost our people not from COVID, we lost them principally with medical management, the fraud, flawed PCR test. Any cycle over 24 was viral dust, not COVID. We were locking people up in those hospitals and refusing to allow family when they were not positive for COVID. We were isolating granny and killing her. We were making her malnourished and dehydrated and killing her. We were giving her midazolam and diamorphine and paralytics and killing her. Toxic drugs like remdesivir, kidney and liver toxic, killing her. We were intubating her. We had do not resuscitate orders on her and killed her. We prevented the use of antibiotics, which she needed, granny and grandpa needed, because the principal killer, even in the Spanish flu, besides heavy dose aspirin that killed a bunch of people, 
was the fact they had bacterial infections secondary to the viral infection. We didn't have antibiotics then, but we have today, and we prevented doctors from using antibiotics. That's what Granny needed, and we intubated her, and we put on the ventilator, and that killed her. Look, I want to um, close off this session, this section by reminding you, your America Outlaw Talk Radio, iHeart Network, and you can listen anywhere in the world. Podcast, the talk show goes to podcast tomorrow, and you know you can listen on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, iHeart, and um, go to the navigation bar on America Out Loud and go under my name for the Liberty Hour. And uh, don't forget my Substack Alexander COVID News, my book, Presidential Takedown, How Fauci and They Tried to Destroy Trump. You could buy it on uh, um, Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And I cannot forget to praise constantly um, uh, Malcolm, and, and let me end this segment by talking about this Anheuser-Busch thing with this Dylan Mulvaney, this man who wants to be a woman, pretend, a, pretend to be a woman, like this swimmer Leah Thomas. These are freaks. These are perverts. I call them would-be rapists and pedophiles. These are men with penises. And what Anheuser-Busch did with their Bud Light, right now their stock's plunging. No, don't buy any more Bud Light. No more. Go to the competitor. We need to punish these bastards for what they did. We're not a trans nation. We're not a trans nation. We're not a homosexual nation. Thank you very much. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour, this uh, second segment. Thank you once again for joining. And uh, we were touching on some uh, more or less societal issues. 
I think we were talking about the issue about Jamie Foxx and that in this era, we can't discount there was a vaccine. We just cannot. Unless they tell us that he took no vaccine, which would be a lie because he is on record. We have it all over the internet. He took many or they excluded myocarditis. We have to. This, he probably had some kind of brain aneurysm or severe myocarditis. We could even argue that Gordon Lightfoot recently died because of a vaccine complication. Remember that John Wick star, Mr. Reddick? Uh, I think he also acted on the wire and he died suddenly at age 60. You know, these are very, um, these are very important issues that um, <clears throat> we can't discount. So the thing about it is that in Hollywood now and the crazy America that we live in, in terms of the wokeness and the intolerance, if he comes out and tells us the truth, his career will be over. It will be done. So he might have to lie and tell us he was in, he had commercial callers, <laughs> like the Ma Hamlin. Because that, that has been the more, one of the most deceitful things in our face. A man died on the NFL field, Damar Hamlin, that Buffalo player. He died. His heart stopped for 10 minutes, not for 10 seconds. For 10 minutes, we watched them revive him about five times. And also reports are in the ambulance. He was revived again. His heart stopped again. Each time your heart stops, there's instantly there's a beginning where the brain is not getting sufficient oxygen. So there is damage. It could be damage that we could never see or we, you'd never feel, but there is damage. For you to have your heart stop for 10 minutes where people were giving you CPR before they could stabilize you, that was a very serious heart stoppage. That was not a simple issue, and they had to shock you back into life. Damar Hamlin will never play football again. When you saw him in that video the other day telling you about He's ready to go back to the field and blah, blah. That's a bunch of BS. No football team will touch him. Bills will never let him touch that field. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. I wager. I put $100 here. Say, Paul, Dr. Alexander, 100 bucks. I'm not a rich guy. He will never play football again. That's wishful thinking. And his doctors are lying to him. And, they know, and he knows they're lying to him. I believe they're all in the game. Because he cannot come out and say this was likely vaccine because he did take. So he can't. So everybody playing a game and lying and deceiving the public. We have many thousands, military and police, the best among us, vaccine injured, border agents, good people, vaccine injured. They're walking around with us like a ticking time bomb. They have silent myocarditis also. I'm just saying it again. They need to insist that we rule out myocarditis in their lives. It's silent and it could cause a problem if they get into physical activity with a surge of adrenaline. Pilots right now flying. We have many reports of pilots before the plane takes off suffering cardiac arrest. Many have suffered cardiac arrest just after landing and a couple during flight and they died. And the, the second pilot, etc., had control of the plane. And these planes are very sophisticated today. They could basically fly themselves. But if taken off a land and a pilot goes into the street, that plane from Nepal, if you remember, there was a Nepalese plane that killed about 70 people about two months ago. It crashed. 
Go back and look at the footage. The plane was coming into land. So not maybe 300 feet off the floor. And just like that, it careened sideways and fell. And the plane exploded. How could that pilot have died from myocarditis? That he was under stress in the cockpit. He's landing a plane. It's not a simple process. Because I believe just before you hit the floor, the pilot is really flying the plane. Maybe there was, I, I worked in Nepal and Kathmandu for two years. And I know landing there and taking off from there is a very tricky situation with all of the Himalaya mountains all around and all that. They have crashes straight into the mountain. I, I saw it. I was there. You could see the planes still and, and debris, etc. So we are being lighter, just bold-faced lie, and they're doing it by keeping information from us. I just want to put that back out there because I don't believe none of it for one moment. You know? And um, I was reading something by Dr. Scott Atlas recently. It was published in, uh, I think, Newsweek. And that the title of his piece, remember he worked in the Eisenhower building for President Trump. While I was at HHS, I joined President Trump's administration in May. Sometime in May, I can't remember if it was the beginning or the end of April, I can't remember, 2020. Atlas joined in August, a few months after me. And he stayed there, I think, for three months. It seemed like a lifetime, but it's actually not really long because as the election happened, I believe he hightailed it out of that vermin pit called Washington. But he wrote that 100% um, of the COVID response was based on lies in that piece he wrote. So I put it in my substack. Remember, my substack is Alexander COVID News. And I said, I agree with him. 100% of what happened in COVID under the Trump administration was a fraud and a lie. Not President Trump. These people like Fauci and Burks and Aza and all these people operated the pandemic response. He, take, he took the blame because, you know, he's like a, a media freak. He has to be in front of the camera. So, and we, we told him, we roll messages up constantly. Do not let him speak. If he wants to, don't even let him come out with the damn task force. This clunk of idiots there. Save for Brett Gerard. They were a bunch of morons. They subverted and harmed him. We, we told them, don't let him speak. If he must come out, just come out and stand. Stand there. No, but he must have the podium for 15 minutes. So he has won the damage from the lockdowns and, and even the vaccines, and it wasn't even rolled out in his time because it came under Operation Warp Speed. But Atlas is correct. Because <clears throat> we were crying out early in 2020 to open the society do not let it stay shut down more than the two weeks. Even that, I was willing to grant them. But not more than two weeks because we quickly found out who was at risk, how to manage them. We knew about early treatment. We were, we were being very blunt. Do not mass test the general population. You never mass test asymptomatic people. You never quarantine asymptomatic people, whether inside the society or at the border. Asymptomatic. Quarantining asymptomatic people only results in harm. There is no value added to it. And that's all we did. And we were using a, this was a, 
fraud pandemic. It was never pandemic. It was a manufactured pandemic based on a fraud PCR test. PCR is a process to amplify genetic material. We show them over 24 cycles, you will be detecting non-infectious, non-lethal, non-culturable, non-viable virus. Some kind of virus, old coronavirus, common cold virus, coronavirus, et cetera. Maybe even SARS-2 virus that you have already recovered from, but not existing virus. That the key for us was virus that was easily transmissible, that we had enough virus to transmit. Anything under 24, over 24 cycle count threshold, cycles, amplifications, you are not transmitting virus. So that concept of asymptomatic transmission, that too is a blatant lie. You need to be symptomatic to transmit. There's nothing like asymptomatic transmission. If you have no symptoms, how are you transmitting? Do you understand the, the, the game that they played with you and they scared you? But as I said, no doubt we could, grant, we could have granted them the first two weeks of the lockdowns, if any. But that was it. Because soon after we shut down, we knew the data was clear who was at risk. We knew the lockdowns were harming and would kill. We knew the school closures were killing people, killing our children. We knew there was no basis to mass test or isolate asymptomatic people. Yet they lied, the government, Fauci, and then they hardened the lockdowns. So Scott Atlas proposed some things that he said were the greatest lies, and I agreed and I added it. For example, one, that SARS, the SARS coronavirus had a higher fatality rate than the flu by several orders of magnitude. That was a blatant lie because if infection fatality rate, John Ionides out of Stanford showed right away that the infection fatality rate, which was the proper measure of the infection more, more burden, was at or below seasonal influenza. So it was a lie. We knew quickly that COVID was sparing our children and teens while influenza killed young people. Influenza killed in, kills infants. We knew two weeks out that the median age of death from COVID was about 83 years old with two underlying medical conditions. We had data from the CDC right away showing us a person 70, 75 years old and below all the way to newborn, had a 99.9999% risk of survival, not risk of death, risk of survival. Your chance of surviving was almost 100% if you were 75 years old and below, if you bumped up into COVID. We never saw COVID as any comparison to even flu. That was the point. And one more point that is key for you to understand, that first point, how much of a lie is. <clears throat> the average life expectancy in North America now is 79, 80 years, give or take. Women, I think, are one year older than men. But if the median or the average age of death of, of the typical COVID end-of-stage patient was 83, that means that COVID ended lives, COVID killed beyond life expectancy. In other words, COVID didn't cut life short. That's a very important thing because it's only when we bump up against a pathogen like Nipah virus, viral hemorrhagic fever, Rift Valley fever, Ebola, etc., and you unleash that onto a population, 
unchecked, you could literally change the epidemiology and the, the socio, the, the, the age structure, the life expectancy, and you could actually shift it backwards because you're cutting people life short, especially healthy people. COVID didn't do that. Second point that class raises, everyone is a significant risk to die from the virus. That was a pure lie because we knew that 85-year-old granny was a thousand-fold risk of death over 10-year-old Johnny. But that lie, I think, was the one that hobbled the pandemic response because it scared everyone that we had equal risk of severe outcome or death if exposed. How could an 85-year-old have the same risk as a 5- or 10-year-old? Next one was there was no immunological protection because the virus was new. That was a lie. I wrote a paper in Brownstone about natural immunity. That's the seminal paper that courts, the Congress, the Senate use today that shows that natural immunity was far more superior, especially your innate immune system and your acquired adaptive immune system than any, any immunity that a vaccine could confer. We had, we had a translation from 2,500 years ago in the Athenian plague. We had a document that was found and translated where the people described their life 2,500 years ago in Athens during the plague. And they made a statement in the description that, 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 is, that is an example of natural immunity. They said that the men who were struck with the plague were then used to go and retrieve bodies that they were laying in the road because no man struck once was struck twice. They wrote it in that kind of meandering, kind of Roman kind of language, English version. But that's what natural immunity was. No man who was struck once was struck a second time. Means he was immune. We have a paper uh, published in 2010 out of SIDRAP that showed that people who survived the Spanish flu, there were about 30 survivors, and we, we tapped into their blood. We tried to look at it. They were about 95 years old. So let's say 100 years old. They were a century old, 100 years old. We found that when we exposed their blood to the Spanish flu virus again, that it was an immunological response. That showed us that natural immunity was at least 100 years. So we had information. Another point that Atlas made that I want to mention is asymptomatic people are major drivers of spread. That was a blatant lie. Even WHO and even Fauci's on record saying that asymptomatic transmission was never a driver of this pandemic. It doesn't drive. How could you spread pathogen if you're asymptomatic? Another lie was the issue of recurrent infections. Oh, well, if you get it, you can get it again. That was a lie. Pre-Omicron, we were finding no bona fide cases. Whereas pre-Omicron, where somebody, we were able to show them that if, if you showed me this person had it twice, we could show you that the first, the first evidence that you said this person had COVID, that we could show you the flaws in the PCR test, that it was not COVID. Or we could show you the flaws in the second test, that they did not have it a second time because of misinterpretation of the of the, the, the PCR results. Anyway, I want to talk about this a little more, but I want to end this segment by thanking you again for joining the Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Look, 
remember my Substack Alexander COVID News. Please go. The blog is free. You don't need to pay. You can. It's a $29 a year fee if you want, but it's free. I write a lot of things that will help you. Um, my book, Presidential Takedown. I want to thank Malcolm again. I support a company called The Wellness Company out of the United States. The main website is twc.health, twc.health. It's uh, owned by Mr. Foster Colson out of British Columbia. And that's a very unique system. We're trying to revolutionize medical care right now, because as you know, in America, Canada, UK, everywhere, the primary care, the medical, the medical doctors lie to us and help kill us during COVID. We don't trust them anymore. They've lost all credibility. And we found in COVID that the medical system is, is crap, is garbage, the primary care. I would argue that if you go to specialized surgery and stuff, um, emergency life-saving treatment right away, that actually, well, I mean, look, it's either you're pregnant or you're not pregnant, or you're dead or you're alive. So if you have a condition where you need surgery to stay alive in the next hour or no surgery, then you'll die. Well, the surgery will definitely show benefit and that's where it works i think the medical system today the only two things i can really say works antibiotics and surgery everything else is a fraud to me anyway the wellness company it's a twc.health go to it you could you could you could join on there's a um access to a lot of uh um nutraceuticals etc a virtual appointment with real doctors, etc. Please take a look and um, consider um, this TWC.L. Thank you very much. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, and sleep deep. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. America out loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back. This is segment three of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour on America Outlaw Radio Network. And I remember I told you earlier about the wellness company, TWC.health. And um, you could get access to uncensored content, medical doctors, they're available to take your call. And uh, you should look at the site and, and, and look at what they're offering. We're trying to, I'm part of this organization with Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Harvey Rich, Dr. Richard Ameling, etc. We're trying to revolutionize healthcare in the sense of offer telehealth, but, but with the package, you get nutraceutical support, especially that spike recovery that dissolves the spike protein, etc., and all of these issues. So um, I want you to consider it. doctors who will follow protocols tailored to you, give you treatment packages, a host of issues. 
And remember, find my me on my free Substack, Alexander COVID News. So I want to finish what I was talking about. I want to talk about a face mask study. But you know, I could talk about politics all day long. I'm a, I, I'm a 45 supporter, President Trump. Ultra MAGA. I'll, I'll go on record saying it. I'm ultra MAGA. So, so that means I'm on the Trump train. I like DeSantis. You know, people write all sorts of crap about him and good things, bad things, all sorts of stuff. DeSantis in six years, not now. Trump is the only person, the only politician right now that could deal with the madness. We have a looming World War III. We have the borders being destroyed. We have, a, we have things that we need, almost a madman. And not, I'm not saying it like he's clinically insane. Wrong word. We need a strong man or strong woman. I think he could get a really good, strong woman riding shotgun with him. I don't even want the Santa shotgun. A good, strong woman. Because soon we're going to have to have a president of the United States as a woman. If we had, right now, if Trump wasn't on deck, I would seriously consider some of those females and conservatives, etc., to run, to be ahead, to be president. I think they're capable. Who knows? Maybe they might have a Democrat woman who loves America, loves flag, loves constitution, loves the border, want to protect it, understands border language, culture, the importance of having a border, loves the military, loves the police, loves court, loves law and order, respects the constitution, etc. Then I would look at that person too. Somebody who would embrace the flag will stand for the anthem. I really don't care what political party belongs to. If you check those boxes, I on your side. Kennedy is a good guy. I know Robert Kennedy well, Bobby Kennedy Jr. I had the pleasure of meeting him and working with him. We talk, but he belongs to the wrong party. We are on the same page with vaccines. Huge props. But we are on the wrong side with environment. I not know tree-hugging whale freak. I not know environmentalist green energy freak. No, I don't support that. I have read the science from Vostok. The real science with the, with the project between, with Russia, France, United States, out there in Vostok in the Antarctica, where they went deep down into the Earth's core and they, they, they pulled a sliver of ice that they dated for 500,000 years of data, where they looked at all of the atmospheric gases over 500,000 years. What, what is that showing the Vostok, V-O-S-T-O-K? Go and read and educate. It's the only data we have, not those man-made math models that they, they, they fool around with and they, they, they input all kinds of corrupted information to get bogus responses, results. All those math-made man models are corrupted garbage. Vostok is the only data we have, and it shows that the Earth goes through a 110,000-year cycle of cooling and heating. Just a few degrees, each 110,000 years. We have four or five cycles in the data so far, stable every 110,000 years. And right now, we're in, the, we're in the beginning of a cooling period, not a warming period. The data is showing us that it's actually completely upside down. They tried to tell us here 
the because of the carbon emissions, we drive and and uh, and uh, we drive the Earth's temperature. No, the Vostok data shows us that the Earth temperature rises cyclically, and then followed by carbon dioxide. I don't understand that, but that's what the data is. It's temperature first, then CO2. And when you look across 500,000 years, this last 80 to 100 years of the Industrial Revolution, I am not a climatologist. I'm not an environmentalist, but I could read data. I could read stuff. When I studied the data and I've studied Vostok, it shows that across 500 to 600,000 years, this last 80 years of the Industrial Revolution, 80 to 90 years, especially 1920s and 30s, with all of these smokestacks and, and stacks of emitting all sorts of garbage, and we discovered oil and right, we used gasoline and all that. It doesn't even show up as a blip. In fact, they have periods in the last 500,000 years where there was more methane and carbon dioxide in the atmosphere than today. And 300,000 years, they had no oil. Do you understand where everything that we've been told about is going on is just pure drivel, tripe, bunk, garbage, is bullocks? Yes, that British term, bullocks, B-U-L-L-O-C-K-S. Go and read the meaning of that. That's how much garbage it is. Anyway, back to the article by Atlas, where they lied to us and told us that locking down schools, locking down the society and businesses, shielding would, would curb transmission and death. That was a lie. The lockdowns actually harmed and killed people. The papers I wrote at AIER, at Trial Site News, at Epoch, at Brownstone, the most seminal papers on lockdown. I just published one, 400, actually it's 500 studies because I added more, I iterated it. Nearly 500 studies showed that all the lockdowns and school closures failed. There is not one study, none. There is no evidence in the entire world, nowhere, no city, no town, nowhere, that any lockdown worked to curb transmission or death. Nowhere. And you need to understand that statement. No mask, no mask mandate. The masks were junk. The blue surgical mask, the white cloth mask, junk. They never work, they do not work, and they will never work. You could never use a mask like that to get ahead and to stop source control and transmission, or you getting infected with this kind of respiratory virus, it cannot happen because the pores of the mask are too large. The virus will get in. Unless you vacuum seal the mask on your face and then you'll suffocate. That's why doctors can't wear the N95 for too long. But we just saw a study published that showed they compared N95 to blue surgical masks. And what did they find? No difference. That's now a shock in the medical field. Now, this, now the N95 that they're saying, well, you know, if you wear an N95, you will probably now really, really get it to work. Garbage. I'm telling you the science. The N95 does not work beyond the blue surgical. We have a study by, I remember this study in 1981 by, by Dr. I think Will, Will Neal. He's a surgeon. And he in 1981 did a very ingenious study. And I'm going to remind you quickly. He looked at doctors who had masks, who were operating. He was a surgeon himself. So back then, in I think it was in Boston, they looked at a series of doctors who operated with masks versus doctors who operated with no masks. 
What did they find? They found that the doctors that had masks infected their patients. They opened wounds more than the doctors with no masks. And I actually, when I read it first, I, I have to read the methods. I'm a methodologist because this makes no sense. Yet when you read the methodology, it was a very elegantly designed study. Very simple and elegant. What it showed is that with the masks on, the, the, the surgical field in front of the doctor, that space was at risk because every time the doctor breathed out, an infected doctor, whatever the doctor had, it was coming straight down the base of the mask and out of the sides, falling onto the surgical field, the, the patient's wound versus the doctor with no mask. It was just spewing and aerosolized. These masks are garbage. There was a lie that the mask would, and the blue and white surgical mask junk. The other lie was that um, there was no early treatment. That was a lie. We knew there was effective combined sequence overlapping multi-drugs between antivirus, corticosteroids, antiplatelets, particularly the corticosteroids and antiplatelets if the patient was far along in the sequelae and they were in florid pneumonia, respiratory distress, etc. Once you are doctor knew what you were doing and you geared it and timed it properly, you could save life. It was a lie that it was naturally occurring. It didn't originate in a lab. That was a pure lie. We saw all the evidence on the virus that this had to be manufactured. The furin cleavage site is only found on this virus out of all of the coronaviruses that we have stored in the labs. Had to be. They made the juice up the spike. They made it more infectious and even more virulent. They know what they did. There was a lie that teachers were more at risk. That was a lie to keep schools closed. Teachers were in the safest environments ever. The median age of a teacher in America was 40, 40. So young, healthy. The data showed us children never spread this virus to a teacher. Teachers spread to children. It was always adult to child, never child to adult. It's just the way it operated with children. So it was a lie to keep schools closed. Never, never were teachers at risk from children. Never. Children were at risk from, from teachers. And the teachers were young too, so they were even not even high-risk people. The school was the safest place for a teacher. It was a lie to tell us that vaccines would stop spread of infection. We found out quickly after rollout June, January, February 2021 that the vaccines were suboptimal. There was conferring suboptimal immunity non-sterilizing, non-neutralizing, did not confer complete protection or immunity. It didn't stop infection, it didn't stop replication, and it didn't stop transmission. Therefore, right away we knew that this vaccine was not the basis for vaccine mandates. You can't mandate something that did not stop transmission because therefore the only benefit was to you. That was a personal benefit then that you could make a personal choice, but a government couldn't act and tell you, you must take this vaccine. We are Im implementing a mandate because it has a societal good. For this particular vaccine, it had no good because we showed, the vaccine showed it failed. Everybody who was getting infect, vaccinated were getting reinfected. Look around, you know that. 
therefore it failed. So there were so many lies told to us. And most importantly, I want to end this whole segment by reminding you. Most of the people who died, people died because of the lockdowns, the, the non-pharmaceutical interventions, lockdowns, school closures. That was one reason, but one way that we took lives. People died because of the vaccines. There were some people, low-hanging fruit. I don't want to be callous in my statement, but high-risk vulnerable people for the virus they would have taken. This is of respiratory, whatever this pathogen was, influenza-like illness. Yes. Like common colds, like influenza, it would be a major problem for elderly people who have underlying conditions too, and maybe even didn't even have underlying medical conditions. Because there's a lot of variation and individual differences in your immune system. But most of the people who died, died because of a, a fraud pandemic based on a over-cycled, over-sensitive PCR test that caused everybody to be denoted as positive when they were not. And then we sucked Granny into the black hole of the hospital and isolated her, caused her to become dehydrated and malnourished, pumped her with, with paralytics like midazolam and, 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 and diamorphine and kidney deadly drugs like remdesivir and Ebola failed antiviral. Failed drug. We, we put on a ventilator that blew holes in her lungs. We didn't give her the antibiotics that she needed because doctors were prevented from, from prescribing and using their clinical discretion, no early treatment, no nothing. So she died of pneumonia, bacterial pneumonia too. No, no resuscitation. It was criminal, criminal what we did. And I want to end with um, a very interesting um, study that came out uh, recently, and it has to do with um, with uh, surgical masks. And it was a mass study, and I want to be quick about this. It 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 actually the the researchers did some study and review of the literature, and they warned that. The face mask was were driving a rise in stillbirths in actual testic testicular dysfunction because we, we were seeing studies that showed us that sperm motility, sperm count was dropping disastrously and even cognitively declined. And it makes sense because of the carbon dioxide buildup. Remember, fresh air out there has a carbon dioxide concentration about 0.04%. But after four to five minutes of these masks, that concentration jumps about 3% in, your, in, in, the, in, the, in the air. And remember your brain, your brain cannot take any shifts in carbon dioxide. My next statement will make you understand why these masks were so deadly and are. You don't breathe. The next breath that you take as an individual is not to take in air so you can get oxygen. Your next breath the cycle is so that you could release carbon dioxide. You breathe to remove carbon dioxide because it is so dangerous to the brain. Anyway, I want to end this. Um, I want to end this segment, this last segment, um, to remind you that you you know you're listening to the uh, America Outlaw Talk Radio. 
that plays on iHeart Network, iHeart Radio Network, and you can listen anywhere in the world. This show will go to podcast tomorrow. You can find it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. I want to say a big shout out to people like Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Peter Bregan, Ginger Bregan, Dr. Harvey Reese, Tom Renz, all these people who have shows. Um, Dr. Liv Liet, big people, powerful people to me, powerful in their goodness and their character. I'm not talking about money. These are people you have to support and support Malcolm and support this. Look, please, I need financial help. I'll be as straight as I can. I'm one of those who've been canceled. Please go to Zell, Z-E-L-L-E, and go to my email, sr7283 at gmail.com. That's sr7283 at gmail.com. Even if it's 10 bucks, it helps me. That, that, that support would be greatly appreciated. So I want to once again say thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you again next week. God bless, God willing. Thank you.